Welcome back to the Industrial Automation Insider. I'm Will Corns, Senior Sales Manager for Industrial Automation Solutions here at Zebra. And today we're talking about healthcare. We know the pandemic changed care models, but it more significantly changed the economics of healthcare, which in turn changed the overall business model that is required to sustain high quality care in hospitals, clinics, pharmacies, and home health settings. Doctors, nurses, and other clinicians can't do their jobs if they don't have enough medical devices, medicines, or beds available for patients. And many no longer want to stay in healthcare roles if they don't have the resources that they need to fully support patients or receive the support they personally need to protect their own mental, physical uh, health in, in these stressful times. That's why my guest today has been speaking with healthcare administrators, clinicians, and supply chain leaders around the world to understand what it's going to take to unburden the delivery of care and ensure that medical supplies and pharmaceuticals are delivered to the right place at the right time. Chris Sullivan is the global strategy practice lead at Zebra and has worked tirelessly the last several years, even before the pandemic to understand what patients need and subsequently what healthcare community members need to help those patients. He also serves as a board member for numerous healthcare organizations. So I thought it would be good to pick his brain about the macro trends occurring around the world and how they'll likely impact healthcare's future model. I'm also curious whether we can expect to see major transformations occurring in healthcare in the next 12 months or more of a, a reversion to pre-pandemic priorities and practices. Chris, thank you for taking the time to share what you're seeing out there. You're welcome, William. Glad to be here. <laughs> well, let me start off with a softball question right out of the gate for you. Um, how would you describe the state of, of healthcare in one sentence or even one word? Tough. <laughs> been a tough uh, several years in healthcare. Uh, the caregivers and the healthcare leaders are heroes, uh, but they've been pushed to the brink, uh, and it's been a very tough environment. Yeah, well, it it seems that many healthcare systems are still operating in crisis mode, as cases of several respiratory illness surges, supply chain shortage linger, lingering. Um, labor availability diminishing, patient care requests requests also rising. Um, so how has the sustained level of demand and imbalance of supply chain and demand changed the way that healthcare systems are managing operations? Are they reprioritizing certain projects, investments, accelerating others? The pandemic has changed healthcare delivery models around the world for good. Um, They've accelerated certain changes and, and, and launched and initiated new care delivery models uh, altogether. Uh, globally, there's an imbalance between healthcare professionals and patients. There is a capacity management problems in many areas of the world uh, where you have people not able to see their caregivers, not able to have access. Uh, you have uh, hallways stacked with patients waiting on stretchers and gurneys and outside EDs. Uh, so the uh, systemic challenges of the industry of managing uh, patients uh, efficiently and cost effectively is always a challenge. And when you add to the mix uh, new disease conditions and viruses and 
chronic shortages of critical materials, it, it creates an enormous challenge. Slowly uh, but surely, the supply chain uh, bottlenecks have been resolved or largely resolved, but the um, consequences of the last several years are hitting the industry very hard right now. There's been an enormous economic hit to healthcare providers. Uh, many organizations are now operating in the red. Uh, you also have staff at crisis levels of job satisfaction, burnout. Um, so just very challenging. Uh, there is some hope and optimism, and we'll get to some of the uh, adjustments out of this process that can make everyone involved better. But those are those are some of the dynamics and um, the uh, availability of goods and products has definitely been a part of the challenge. Yeah, it, <clears throat> I, I love the hope and optimism. It, it's it's a it's a good message, and and we all need a little bit of that as we're coming out of this on on all different sectors. Uh, what really concerns me about the healthcare industry and in, in whole is that it's not just one area like pharmaceuticals the 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 drug uh development and the the production is is down and there's challenges there um the delivery mechanisms for logistics and 3pl companies is, are still challenged because they're they're overburdened understaffed and also at the at the pharmacies right there's there's a lot um a lot to be worked on there with whether they can get it in or uh, they're having logistics issues them, themselves, staffing issues, and, and you know, of course, the hospitals, right? Doctors being overworked, nurses, um, MSNs, everybody's overworked at this point. So um, I know you host many healthcare customer advisory boards, um, and you're in the field with customers quite a bit. Are you seeing them lean more into technology to help unburden and solve some of these problems that we talk about? Uh, definitely, William. Uh, the healthcare industry is on a significant upward trajectory for technology investments. And uh, some of the reason is that historically, healthcare has been significantly under-indexed as it relates to technology and automation. So historically spoken and described in another way, there's more manual processes, more paper documentation processes, kind of old school workflow. And that's uh, not ideal because humans, uh, when they're left to their own devices, will make data capture mistakes and interpretation mistakes. Uh, so there is uh, inefficiencies that can come through low automation. There's also patient safety considerations here as well. But there's also the efficiency concept as well. Uh, the fact is that uh, the caregivers and the people involved in healthcare are stretched far and burdened. There's a lot of staffing challenges. So the ability to do more automated that's guided by the healthcare professionals without compromising care quality or decision making is very appealing to the industry. And so there really has been pre-pandemic and during the pandemic and post-pandemic, a significant upswing in technology investments and automation, and that's only going to continue. The, the bar or the arrow continues to point way up. That's amazing. And some of the, the 
technologies that uh, that I've seen in in this are are pretty revolutionary, like the uh, the temp time uh, for drug delivery. I think that this is a, a huge one where typically in in the manufacturing and distribution of pharmaceuticals, you have to keep them at a specific uh, temperature during during either storage or the delivery process, right? And and if they're out of that range, then um, then you have to scrap that. And in a supply chain constrained environment where you know every vial or every uh, um, syringe is is critical, when you have to throw out hundreds or thousands of of these, it really puts an impact on it. So just using something simple like a like a uh, our temp time gauge that says, hey, it's been out of spec and and yes, it needs to be thrown away. Um, or no, it hasn't, even though UPS maybe delivered it uh, on a doctor's doorstep or at a pharmacy somewhere, and um, maybe it sat there too long. Now they can quali quality can uh, assure right right away without having to um, without having to scrap that. So maybe you know reduction in in costs because you're not having as as much scrap, and then also you're you're not putting more burden onto the supply chain and already uh, strap system. So um, what, what are your thoughts about that? I'm sure that that's a, a big, big technology, uh, it, it, not high tech, but it's low tech and, and it uh, offers a lot of a lot of value. Absolutely. And I'll maybe just go a little broad and then come back to your exact point. So regulatory bodies around the world you know, dozens and dozens of countries, probably pushing towards 100, have put uh, requirements in place for the medical manufacturing community to provide serialized level identification markers on each product, meaning each SKU, not the case, not the box, not the pack, but the SKU, individualized identity markers. Uh, and that is a digitized process can be, is done through barcoding. And um, that was done largely for patient safety issues. Uh, if you have a product that's out of temperature efficacy, that's a safety issue. If you have a product that's past the expiration date or if it's been recalled, uh, there's a lot of downstream pa patient consequences. But what that's done is now that this development of a smart integrated uh, supply chain is being uh, created at the manufacturing level, you now have efficiencies and automation and better safety all the way through the value chain. So uh, at the manufacturer level, there's digitalization. The companies that pick up the product, transport it, the wholesalers that deliver it, they're able to automate and that goes into the caregiver community as well. Uh, and so when you look at products within the supply chain uh, community, when do they go bad and why do they go bad? Um, it's not just the lot number issue. It's not just a physically damaged product or a past expiration date. It can also be the environmental condition of the product. And Zebra uh, has really nice technology that can help cost-effectively monitor the temperature of products or other conditions related to that product to know if those products are safe. Uh, and the uh, economics are tremendous because it's much better to proactively capture an in 
an unsafe or ill, Ill not ready product than for that to inadvertently be used in, in patient care administration. Mm. I, I think that that leads right into my next question of, uh, or, or more of a statement I want to get your feedback on is the retailization of healthcare and, and how we know that every healthcare provider is at the mercy of the supply chain for pharma, medical devices, and even basic supplies like bandages and rubbing alcohol, right? So do you see the business cases starting to strengthen for uh, the industrial automotion, automation and robotic automation technologies, for example, um, uh, inventory management, supply chain models, or even staffing challenges that we've we've seen. How does that correlate? I do. I do think industrial automa automation and robotics and AI-driven technologies are are ready now and in use now. So healthcare is experiencing a retailization um, dynamic. So for one thing, the business model of going to a doctor's office or a hospital is being disrupted. You can do that at your grocery store. You can do it online. Uh, there's a lot of non-traditional companies that are disrupting the process. And from their point of view, they're articulating we're less expensive, we're easier to get access, et cetera. So hospitals have to up their game and hospitals are um, putting a lot of focus on the patient experience. Now, that's a primary metric for most executive staffs in the hospitals. Uh, and um, how do you get better patient experience, better uh, overall uh, patient care processes without busting your OPEX model? Uh, one easy way to do that is through automation. So, uh, robotics are in use in healthcare today, uh, kind of in all areas or many areas of, of the continuum, but focusing on the hospital. Uh, we do have hospitals that are using robots inside their warehouses for automation of picking and receiving and shipping. But we also have robots that are inside the four walls of hospital that are doing delivery of uh, uh, same day medications from the in-hospital pharmacy to the bedside. Proud to say Zebra is very involved with that with our recent acquisition of Fetch. Their, Fetch's technology is very involved both in the warehouse and in the inter-hospital supply chain delivery. And there's also robotics that are being used in um, functions such as cleaning and disinfecting. This came to, to being during the pandemic for safety issues, but it also has an economic and efficiency issue, helps with room turns, uh, faster uh, OR procedure turn times and patient discharge times and ED admission times if you're able to clean and disinfect the areas in a coordinated, intelligent way. So those are areas where uh, Zebra's operational intelligence technologies are already being applied in hospitals and patient care settings today. And for many years, other types of robotics have been in hospitals. There's, there's surgical arms that are robots. There's uh, medication uh, filling uh, robots in pharmacies and on and on. But you're starting to see this smart workflow uh, that's more operationally focused in the uh, patient care administration process starting to, to get some roots into it. 
Yeah, um, that's a great coverage of of all the different technologies. I was going to add, you know, maybe just the on the supply chain side of the palletizing, depalletizing, and and the tracking of of goods going into the third party logistics companies or um, any of the carriers out there is 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 probably a good a good uh, overview of of where you know our our technology is deployed either on a machine vision fixed industrial scanning side or or uh, RFID etc. Uh, I, I know Zebra's latest hospital vision study about three quarters of the decision makers said they plan to use locationing technologies such as RFID speaking of which uh, to better track equipment and specimens and and improve patient flow and security and create more dynamic workflows. Uh, just as many executives say they will integrate visionary solutions like Internet of Things and prescriptive analytics, uh, AI to help out in, help improve both, you know, inpatient and outpatient care as opportunities for remote physician to patient and clinician to clinician consulting grow. Uh, but what about machine vision? Where do you where do you see that fitting in here? So when we look at the advanced technologies, next generation robotics, RFID, AI, machine vision, et cetera, some of those groupings are more are highly mature already, and some are early and some are pre-emerging. Machine vision is really on the uh, only in the exploratory stage for the most part. Uh, when you so let me restate up. Um, Upstream in the manufacturing processes, a lot of medical manufacturers, and I mean a lot, are using machine vision technologies to help improve the, uh, the quality and the accuracy of their manufacturing processes. Products such as IV drip kits and pharmaceutical um, uh, uh, peel pack or blister packs. So there's products where they're using technology for the accuracy of the manufacturing or the bundling of kidding. Uh, you're also seeing the advanced systems in healthcare settings, such as the medication dispensing stations, OmniCell and Pixis. They're using um, machine vision technologies for accuracy. We're seeing the diagnostic companies using it inside their equipment for vacutainer tube reads. So all of that adoption of machine vision is happening and is really gaining major momentum. It's, it's a thing that's real, that's here now. But if you were to ask a healthcare executive, they would not think we're using it much yet because it's being used and made uh, by the manufacturers being brought into the system, brought into the patient care setting as a finished product and it has those capabilities unbeknownst to the people using it. But there's also machine vision applications happening uh, in clinical settings such as um, uh, patient monitoring, uh, being able to observe the gait of a patient as they walk in the room or to be able to observe their bed turns, be able to monitor their slip and falls. So there's a lot of early technology uh, and and existing products that are pursuing that area as well. Uh, there's also some future target areas that we Zebra are looking at where we look at machine vision to be able to help in things such as data capture, such as in an operating theater where you can capture the items being used in a surgery 
in an automated way so people don't have to handwrite it or scan it even. And so there's a lot of uh, use cases that exist kind of hidden. There's some early level adoption and exploration clinical areas, and we Zebra are in early stage exploration of a number of kind of operational focused ones as well. Yeah, and I'm guessing that AI is is the the next thing that's coming into that. Um, it, to to couple on top of the machine vision is how do we how do we autonomously do this without having to uh, put it through a, a a workflow structure or to have somebody look over the images? Is how, how do we how is healthcare starting to utilize the AI algorithms to better manage their data? Well, um, AI is alive and well in healthcare already and getting some nice success in a handful of areas. Uh, one area is in uh, MRI reads, imaging. Uh, now computers and machines are reading the imaging results from a machine and um, some industry proponents feel and claim that that's more accurate and a human, well-trained, advanced uh, medical doctor with many years of schooling just because of the precision of the machine. You also have uh, the electronic healthcare records and specialist software companies that are looking at the data sets of the patient records, what people are, what the caregivers are typing and inputting into the patient records, and they're mining that data uh, and looking at combinatorial indicators uh, which can then uh, unlock some um, some some findings. One of the most uh, famous examples is sepsis. Sepsis can be fatal for a patient after nine hours, but if you can catch it early and see some of the leading indicators, then you can head that off of the pass completely. So that's yeah. an example. Of Sorry, I was, I was going to say that also with the most recent, right, with COVID, um, same same type of the uh, same type of, of of instance or example in there. Yes. So I think how I would describe the totality of these advanced technologies: RFID is alive and well, robots are moving, and on and on. There's a lot of technology that's starting to upswing in healthcare, which is exciting for the industry. But the interoperability and the coordination of these things are nowhere near in sight. Uh, right now, there's a lot of disparate technologies. There, There is some, there's a lot of consolidation around the electronic healthcare records and healthcare providers are building cloud systems for deeper data mining. But when you look at the edge environment and the area that Zebra thrives and shines in so well, uh, the industry is doing these things uh, but in a disparate way, there's an opportunity to harness this in totality. Yeah, and since we are action-oriented here at Zebra, let's talk about what healthcare decision makers, clinicians, and non-clinical staff do right now uh, or in the next few months to acceler accelerate the progress and take some of the concepts and, and ideas that you just displayed. How can they turn their visions for modern healthcare models into reality? I think the most important thing that a healthcare organization could do is to create a technology roadmap vision in the next 90 days that's for their whole enterprise. Keep in mind, a healthcare provider is no longer a hospital, it's clinics and amateur surgery sites and 
field workers and on and on. So the industry has done an amazing job clinically and with electronic healthcare records. The industry measures the progression. There's seven stages. It's referred to as an Emron model. And there is really good roadmap for um, uh, electronic health records and the management of patient health implementation. And that's been well-defined. But when you get into these advanced technology areas, next generation technologies, and the edge environment technologies, most organizations um, are not looking at this holistically and haven't built out a, a roadmap. And so with so it tends to be a little more reactionary, maybe departmental versus enterprise. or And so I, I think the single most important thing would be to look at creating that edge environment roadmap that can automate work streams and bring the mission of patient care to the forefront for the caregivers. They so want to spend time with the, the patients and less on the, the administrative part. So I, I think a vision and a roadmap that's logical, reasonable, um, not overly aggressive, but building out your plan is is would be really valuable. And then there's levers within that plan that can go from simple technology such as barcode adoption enterprise-wide uh, to RFID and to more and more advanced technologies. Uh, I was encouraged, William, uh, just this week, First time I've ever heard it, a CEO of a major healthcare organization was leading an international presentation around the value of barcoding in hospitals and in patient care process. Never in my wildest dreams would I would have thought a CEO would be that interested in that. And I applaud that organization, that individual. And that's an example of being visionary on the non-clinical things in healthcare that Clinic, healthcare leaders are clinically focused as they should, and they're heroes. Uh, but getting that operational vision uh, would do them well. And I think that's an area Zebra can help them with also. Yeah, and I, I think going back to focusing on the caregivers, if we can make their lives easier by <clears throat> implementing a barcode system instead of having to write something into a, a database or or uh, a, a check mark or a dashboard or something, have that process a little bit more automated, um, even a few moments, right? That gives them a little bit more of their time back and can really be a game changer whether um, you know, it's one more burden on, on their, their plate. Also with um, just the, the, the quicker arrival or more uh, concrete data as to when products are going to a lot, uh, arrive uh, using the supply chain method is huge, right? And, and just giving that visibility or, or um, uh, pharmacies being able to tell customers when something is going to be there and what truck it is on and um, is is a huge thing. Like data is 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 really big and people want answers they're they're used to having the information at their fingertips like i can track a package coming from amazon better than maybe some i get getting my pharmaceuticals from a pharmacy so in utilizing that tech technology to provide them provide them that that data set but hey chris i, I really appreciate you you stopping in today having a quick chat um really dropping your knowledge into 
where we can we can implement some some technology, uh, have some new processes. What's going on out there in the healthcare market? Do you have anything else that you would like to to say to the audience out here? Uh, just to the caregiver community, just a big thank you for all that you do for us. Um, we uh, very much value that and appreciate that, and and we're on our end committed to trying to help, even if it's in small ways, help make your uh, job a little bit easier and, and and reducing the load that you have to carry that often can be very heavy. Well, Chris, thank you so much. Really appreciate you stopping in again. And for those of you listening who want to learn more about some of the applications and strategies shared by uh, Chris today, I encourage you to visit Your Edge blog and checking out the healthcare category. Of course, stay tuned to the Industrial Automation Insider podcast, as well as provide updates on projects we're working on with customers and partners and share what we're doing to help you advance your vision. I'm Will Corns, signing off until next time. Thank you so much.